Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Welcome into Breaking Bones. It is a beautiful Sunday. And I tell you what, I don't care whether it's raining or not. It's still a beautiful Sunday because you're supposed to be enjoying Sunday. And Breaking Bones, we're one of your jumping-off points for the day. Next 30 minutes. Joe C. from XL Primetime, Dr. George Bari from Bari Orthopedics. We start your su- Sunday morning off talking sports injuries. Gio, how are you, man? What's up, man? Uh, listen, I tried uh, trying to shake the cobwebs out. It happens, okay? Every once in a while I come in here a little – well, you used to call me Sleepy Joe. You don't call me Sleepy yes. Joe anymore. No. Because I'm a little more energetic. Yeah. But every once in a while I kind of get sideways. I can't help it. It's just the way it is. And you want to know why? This is the first Sunday without football. It is. Okay. And you know, I, I can yeah. be I can be a little bit of a pouty guy. I don't like to admit that, but I can be a little bit of a pouty guy. And Super Bowl Sunday has now come and gone. Uh, and no more football. Now we're gonna be talking on XL Primetime, free agency in the draft and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Did a young Geo shed a tear when the Super Bowl was over with? He uh was not happy that Patrick Mahomes won. <laughs> I don't blame him. Listen, I'm not happy about that either. I keep betting against Pat Mahomes. When will I learn? When will I learn that is not a good idea? So the cat, Pat Mahomes, is 11-1-1 against the spread in the postseason. And he is winning those games by an average of a touchdown. Wow. And they were trailing in that game. And what did he do? In the fourth quarter, he took over. Yeah. Unbelievable. I have a question. Was there a line? Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how many times she was shown. Oh, I was yeah. telling my wife how, like in the Super Bowl, you can bet on like, uh, like is Patrick Mahomes going to lead with his right foot or left foot? You know, whatever it is. There's, there's a you can't imagine line for everything. Yeah, is there? A, I'm sure there was line for how many times Taylor Swift was going to be shown. Five and a half. Was it really? Yeah, five and, and a half. And how many times? She at least seven. Now, does that count? Like at the end when they're doing like the celebration? It's or how, in game. During game. Yeah, in game. In Vegas, like I, I do my little prop bets. I even have my pops props inside the family where there's a huge, a major award at stake uh, for that one. And then we did prop bets on, on XL Primetime. But anyway, Vegas runs these things. Who will be shown first? This coach, that coach, who will score first? <laughs> right. You know, will the team that uh, calls the first time out win the game? You can't imagine how right. many right, right. crazy props they have. Anyway, one of there was there were many. Taylor Swift prop bets. Uh, would Tony Romo or Jim Nance refer to her? I think they did, didn't they? No, no they, they never didn't. said her name. And uh, obviously the over-under, how many times she'll be shown, what what dress would she be wearing, or what color top would she be wearing? Wow. Will she be seen taking a drink, which she actually was on the scoreboard in the stadium, but not on television? So did that count? Yeah. No, it does not. <laughs> and so she was chugging something. And... Um, Oh gosh, man! I can get a drink. Yeah, I can't remember. Will Will uh, Travis Kelsey propose to her after the game? There's all wow. kinds of stuff. So, dude. did you see that? You know, Beyonce and Jay Z were there, mm-hmm. and then there was that guy that was right next to her. I think he was the old Twitter CEO. Dor- oh, really? Dorsey or whatever his name is. I think it's okay. Find him because uh, th- the one that Elon Musk. Jack Dorsey. He was okay. right next to him, and they didn't mention him. They just mentioned Beyonce, but he was oh. literally sitting right next to Beyonce. So the old Twitter. I don't know what he does. Oh, CEO of Square is what he does now. Okay, and Square's the swiper for yeah, Apple. Yeah, I, well, yeah, swipe for everything. Yeah, for your credit Apple, cards. Yeah, yeah. So he's now the CEO of that. That's a pretty good little piece um, of technology. Yeah, yeah. 
So. Those, those dudes figure out ways to bank. Why can't we figure out ways to bank? I don't know, man. All right, listen. Uh, you're an orthopedic surgeon, fellowship <laughs> trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. You have a skill set. Uh, I just talk. That's all I do. Uh, but you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. If you do have a sports injury, Dr. George Barry, free medical advice, I like to call it, uh, on a Sunday morning. Pour a cup of coffee, hang out with us. Uh, we'd love to uh, talk sports injuries or whatever might be uh, hurting you, aches, pains, or whatever it might be. All right, so this is the first Sunday. By the way, first Sunday without football. This last week, the caloric intake for the collective uh, of the United States – with Fat Tuesday and Super Bowl Sunday, bro? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, listen, I think I held it under around 3,000 calories on Sunday. Okay. Because, you know, I like to keep it around 2,500 if I can, burn 2,500 if I can. But I child, man. I got after it pretty good. You? Did you? Yeah, uh, we had some wings, um, and then I made some pizza Mm -hmm. and uh, some dip. I made some guac. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, but n- nothing too crazy. So what, what kind of toppings do you put on your pizza? Because I, I'm, I'm a- the kids love che- just cheese and pepperoni. I mean, I, you know, I got to make pizza that I can share with the kids. You because, cannot go wrong with that, right? So that you know, one which is weird because my three year, three and a half year old, almost four year old, he loves pepperoni, and because he likes the spiciness, I don't know how at that age. Good for him. And then my young older Michael. one, seven and a half, he wants nothing to do with pepperoni; only wants cheese. Really? So I got to make half and half. Mm-hmm. And then if I run out of pepper, you know, he gets mad when I make pepperoni. It's like, dude, just take off the pepperoni. Exactly. It's a cheese pizza now. Yeah. Like, who cares? Can't handle it. Cannot handle it. Cannot handle it. Uh, TLD and I, we split it down the middle too. I'm pep and sausage on one side. Uh, she's just a straight Italian gal. So she's yeah. got just the straight I made cheese. a new pecorino where, you, so I saw this on TV. They put the, you make the dough, yeah. put a couple ice cubes on it. Oh. Heat that in the oven, mm-hmm. right in the. Pizza oven, of mm-hmm. course, pizza oven. Yeah. Take it out. The ice cubes melt. There's still some water. Take pecorino cheese, mm-hmm. okay? Grind it up. Put it on there. Some of it melts with the water. So you have this like nice, soft, gooey, and pecorino. Because pecorino, when you cook it, it, tastes bitter. So when you keep the water on it, it doesn't get too hot. I like that. It was actually very good. Okay. All right. See, so looking. Uh, this is your... Not guilty pleasure. This is your hobby that you want to be your job. Yes. You want to be a pizza chef or a pasta <laughs> right. chef, too, because right. you make your own She's pasta. She's going to open an Italian restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, let's get to a couple of injuries, and I just want to start off with a couple off the text line, and then we will get into some of the injuries that took place uh, coming out of the NFL into the uh, NBA world. All right. This is uh, interesting. Uh, I tore my meniscus snowboarding on New Year's Eve. I have been icing and resting it. Uh, it does feel better, but not 100% yet. How much longer, or do you recommend surgery? So mm-hmm. the meniscus is, I tell you what, Gio, we bring up the meniscus, it seems, countless times. Yeah, I mean, it's with commonly all injured. sorts of injuries. It's commonly injured. And now, New Year's Eve, so we're looking at six weeks. Yeah. Uh, and it's gotten some better a little bit, but still having pain, do I recommend surgery? Well, first of all, I don't know what type of tear it is. Is he having or she having mechanical symptoms, right? Like, is right. it giving away? Is it locking? Is it swelling? Or is it just pain? If it's just pain, you could try some physical therapy. You could try a cortisone shot. You could try a PRP shot and see mm-hmm. if that pain goes away and then you're fine. Right. If it's mechanical symptoms. And now, now, also, you can do surgery on it. If you say, you know, I don't want to try an, another round of conservative treatment. Let's just do this thing and get it over. You can do that too. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if it's mechanical symptoms, like it's swelling, it's clicking, it's popping, my leg gives out, it gets stuck. Now we're looking at more surgical because at this point in time, you're having a physical problem. Like right. there's something in the gears, right? And someone needs to go in there and take it out. Okay. Because uh, if you have a pebble in your gears, pouring some oil on it isn't going to get the pebble out. True. Right? Very true. Um, so you got to go in there and physically, physically remove the offending agent, which is the meniscus flapping back and forth. Mm-hmm. So- it depends on what your symptoms are. Um, and look, even if you have mechanical symptoms and you don't want to do a surgery, you still get a cortisone shot. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, there's really not, it's not a wrong answer. You can try it if you want. Um, but just knowing that most likely you may need to go the surgical route. Yeah, it, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's tough when you have to deal with something like this and you're just searching for answers. That's really all you're doing. And, and like we always like to say, at least I look at Gio and say, hey, make the point here. Sometimes surgery, even though everyone uses this classic line, you want to do everything you can to avoid surgery, sometimes surgery is the cleanest and quickest way and the smartest way to get yourself back to where you are either close to 100% or back to 100%. You know, it's definitely, depending definitely what your injury is, and one of the good things that we talk about, or one of the things we talk about is when you have a joint replacement, when I first started training, we used to say, wait till forever to get your knee replaced. Wait till you're 90. That's what we told everyone. Wait as long as you can. And people walk around for five years miserable because they can't walk in the mall. They can't go with their kids, do whatever. And now the studies show that if you get it done sooner, mm-hmm. not when you don't need it, but sure, of course. You, instead of waiting when you do need it and just still waiting, mm-hmm. people's quality of life improves. Instead of wasting five years of being miserable because you were told wait as long as possible, you get it done. And now you gain five years of your life that you you would have been miserable, and now you're happy. Yeah. So, yes, surgery is not you know shouldn't be the first option for a lot of things, but that doesn't mean it's not the best option. It just really depends on what the issue is. Yeah, I mean it, it really is as simple as that when when you just talk about it. But just be smart and know that there are a number of different courses of action, uh, and that you have to look at all of them and try and be uh, obviously make the best decision you can to get you back in the game, which is what we always like to say. <clears throat> now, back in back to the game, Super Bowl Sunday. And I tell you what, uh, the field turf has been a discussion uh, with these players in the National Football League, and for that matter, of uh, players in every sport, it seems like. Bottom line is, here we go again. An Achilles tear in a game. With This one actually was with a guy just running onto the football yeah. field, if you can believe it. And I know you saw this, and you and I, and, and we were talking about it before, but Dre Greenlaw tears his Achilles. This is in the first, what, first quarter of the game. He is on his way to go back out onto the field, and he does this weird little jump. You know how you're sitting there and you're just waiting for whatever, the, the timeout to be called, and you get to run onto the field? He just did this one little weird move, and then it looked like the turf might have grabbed his, his cleat a little bit, but he rips his Achilles. Yep. What the H, Gio? It's just one of those freak things that, you know, is it's going to happen to somebody, a freak accident, and he just, that sucks, terrible. And, uh, there, I mean, look, there's nothing you can do with that. There's nothing to prevent it. It's one of those things that just happens. Um, at first, I thought it was his knee because it looked like he grabbed his knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they came out and said it was his Achilles. Okay, so like visualize this, and this is the part that I, 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 I can't figure it out because a player 
has done everything they can to stay in tip-top physical shape. And I know there is no way you can guard against an Achilles. Heck, you and I have gone through my peroneal tendons and a little bit of Achilles stress that I'm dealing with. There's no way you can guard against it. But this guy's in tip-top shape, and I'm not necessarily going to blame it on the field because, help me, an Achilles is a freak injury, is it not? There's yeah, I no mean, way, it, no way to know. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a couple of things. You have a group of people who been having pain in their Achilles and they had this chronic tendonitis and, and and then it tears. And then you have a group of people who never had any issue with their Achilles and they went to push off and pop. It happens more commonly in men. It happens you during the push off. Right. And that's when he was doing his pushing off from the sideline and running. But just like Aaron Rodgers and the only I mean Aaron Rodgers was you know um was in the was in the game, but in reality nobody touched him. He just kind exactly. of took a step, just like this. If if you think about it, and and it just tore. And unfortunately, there's nothing to do. It's it's one of those things that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And there's you know you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and and when you hear it, uh, as far as just a guy that was doing nothing to to cause it, I, I'm going to ask a dumb question because you know I like to ask dumb questions. I that's how I became a radio doctor. The the plays that happened before Greenlaw was on the sidelines and going back in to play defense, is there anything to it could have stressed it earlier in a contact play? Is it possible or is this just I – mean, I mean, I, I think it's more of a, just a freak accident, okay. a freak injury. Uh-huh. And speaking of Achilles, I just mm-hmm. wanted to bring this up. Aaron Rodgers went on – I think it was – I'm glad you're bringing it up because I was going to – Joe Rogan, somebody recently yeah. – and and talk about a bunch of things, but he talked about his Achilles. Mm-hmm. He said he can do everything but sprint at full speed, which is pretty important when you play football, <laughs> right? So he's not even close to coming back. I mean, I don't say close, but he's not ready to come back. If you can't sprint full speed, right, you can't probably play. Now, saying that he's five and a half months out, okay, because this happened in September. He did, and I just want to say this out out loud because just so people, it's a little frustrating. Yeah, he did hyperbaric chamber. He did stem cells. He did PRP. He did eight hours of therapy every single day. Wow. He did cupping. He did all, he did, had a nutritionalist that gave him all these stuff that he needs, and he still couldn't come back in his five months out. So, my point is number one, he was never ready to come back, and it was all BS. When he made it seem right? like he was. Number one. Number two, this is a good example when I talk to patients. And they, you know, they want, can you do stem cell? Can you do this? And, and some people, because they read these things on the internet from someone who's trying to sell something, right? Right. That if you get X, Y, and Z treatment, you're going to be superhuman. Good as new in no time. And you have this guy who spent God knows how many of, probably close to a hundred thousands of dollars in treatment for this Achilles. Couldn't come back in five months. And we always say six months for Achilles, right? And he couldn't come back. So just because you get stem cells and eight hours of therapy and this and that does not mean you're going to be back before what we normally say. Now, mm-hmm. are there people who come back before six months? Yes. Yeah. But we always tell people, look, this is an average. And just because you get all these treatments does not mean you're going to come back sooner because the body is going to take how long it takes. And that's the end of the story. This guy had the means that none of us will have. We're not going to get stem yeah. cells. We're not going to get therapy eight times, eight hours a day every single day and etc so there has you know expectations right mm-hmm. after an injury and reality after an injury and not thinking that if you throw you know whatever stem cells or this nutritious that nutritious it's going to 
all of a sudden you're guaranteed to come back sooner than than what yeah is than what is normal. And and the thing that gets me and look, I I have said this forever. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. A.A. Ron is good at his gig. Okay, he plays the quarterback position as well as anybody has in the National Football League. His touchdowns to interception ratio, he plays more mistake-free than probably anybody who's ever played the game. But he also is a diva. He's become a big diva. And it's just classic to hear the story. And you were maintaining this all along. And we're like, wait a minute. We started talking ourselves into things. Maybe he didn't really tear the Achilles. And he's just, this is all staged. But then you reminded us, do you remember the video? We saw that up close video. You saw the Achilles tendon pop. And so this is his quote. I felt really good. I made back, uh, I felt really good. I made it back to the practice field in 11 weeks. I was hoping I could come back. Now, I couldn't sprint, still can't at top speed, but I feel like there's been times in my career uh, was played in a small circle. I could have been, I could have been able to be effective. That didn't happen. I had a lot of things working against me, my age being the biggest one, but I learned a lot about health. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. I mean, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. <laughs> and look, I, I don't blame him at all because it's fleeting. Even as good as he's been, he knows his career is slipping right. away. They and, took a big swing. And- I have nothing against someone trying to do all that. Yeah. And that's great. What I get upset about is when they go out and say, he's going to come back at 11 weeks. And now the whole, and so the problem becomes from the medical side, patients come and say, can I come back at 11 weeks? I'm like, no. Yeah. First of all, he's not even back. He's just saying he's going to be back for the past seven weeks. He's saying he's going to be back, and it's he's not just, back. It became such a storyline, and everyone's like, is is it really possible? Anyway, it was a lot of BS, maybe some hyperbole. I think he's vying for a post-career talk show or oh, something. Yeah. He's going to be the male Oprah when it's all <laughs> said and done. All right, so listen to this quote, and then we'll get on to some other ones. He goes, I was able to do all the quarterback stuff. Move in the pocket, throw, step into my foot. But then he went on to say, I don't have the explosion. I don't have the ability to get up on my toe. Mm-hmm. The biggest hurdle yep. was calf, leg, yes. single strength. So yes. explain all that. So that and that's very difficult. It takes a long time. Basically, when you tear an Achilles, we test people, we say, stand on that foot, just that one foot that you tore, and try to lift yourself up with your toes. Like go on your tippy toes, but on that one foot takes a lot of time. And a lot of strength. And you take for granted how easy it is for you to stand on your tippy toe until you tear your Achilles and have it repaired and you're five months out and you still can't stand on your tippy toe with that leg. It's just very difficult. And that's that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, I, I always like to give Gio credit for nursing me back to health with what, what I considered a, a, a really, really bad case of tendonitis. And it could be chronic. Who the heck knows? But anyway, going through rehab, I'm learning like – like, I can walk now, right? I can almost keep up with you walking down the hall. Yeah, the cane's gone. I'm, I've gotten rid of my cane. But the other thing is is that, like, just going up and down the stairs, I can go upstairs with no problem. I can't come down the stairs without any problem. I can't run or do any. I can get on the bike and do that, but I can't jog on the treadmill. So, and I'm old, okay? Not not as old as I, I don't feel not as old as, old as, as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. He's an old man. And so I understand what he's going through, but that's the part. He wanted to compete, and it was just, it just sucked for him. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it does suck, and I get it. He's he's older, and he wanted to do everything he can to get back sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think putting false beliefs in a lot of people's heads, I think knowing that they were false, in my opinion, right? maybe he didn't think they were false, but I think they all knew it was not possible. 
and they're just kind of putting it out there. All right, let's get a couple more uh, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010. You can let us know if you do have a question, if you want to chime in on Aaron Rodgers or really anything when it comes to sports injuries, 641-1010. Now this one says, I have a burning pain on the heel bone when I bend or lean forward, Mm. but I don't feel it at all when walking. Huh, that's interesting. When I bend... Yeah. Or lean forward. Yeah, and that's it. Really, it as far as the text goes. Um, I would assume, without seeing the patient and mm-hmm. knowing exactly where where they're hurting, um, heel bone could be in a couple of things. Could be, I mean, on the bottom right. where you walk, or could be on the back where the Achilles attaches. Right. I'm not sure which one yeah, you're talking about. Sounds like it would be the back, but I again. think so. It could be that that's when the Achilles is stretching. Right. Uh, when he's leaning forwards and, oh, and bending. Yeah. Maybe possible where the Achilles is stretching. Maybe um, that Achilles is very tight, mm-hmm. and so it's getting a stretching sensation. But it's t- this was one one of those tough to to tell over the over a text uh, exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. So any more information? Six four one ten ten. You can give us a shout on that. Now I wanted to bring this up, and this is a little bit off the beaten path, but you know I, I'm the international voice of the PGA Tour. And we had Charlie Hoffman. Is that your Valentine's Day voice? Yeah. Every once in a while, I go in, like, let's go out to 13. <laughs> and, and, and TLD just looks at me like, what did you just say? Well, I don't know. I don't know what I said. But I got to bring this up before I actually bring up the injury. Uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, Geo. First of all, can I just say that name is phenomenal? I don't know why, but yeah. I think, feel like Waste Management Phoenix Open, just the, the, the term Waste Management as a golf tour for me is great. Well, they did shorten it to the WM Phoenix ah, Open. Okay. Because they, they felt like they had done enough branding where WM is now immediately. Um, I would say when I see their trucks, yeah. WM, I know what it is. But to be honest, if I saw WM Tour not knowing before it was called the Waste Manager Tour, I would be a little confused unless they had their logo. Exactly. But if someone just said WM Tour, I'd go, what does that mean? I agree with you. And by the way, there are plenty of names like that where you're like, like, I, I, You've seen commercials where you look at the logo and you're like, what do they do? Yeah. I don't even know what they do. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, WM definitely does it. They call it the greatest show on grass. And everything's recyclable out there, but you know what they have a problem with right now? What's that? People drinking too much beer. <laughs> now, this is at me talking. At the golf course? Yeah. This is me talking. What's the problem? What was? You know I love having? my beer. Yeah. But the D- WM Phoenix Open brings... So many people into the golf course, uh-huh. and then we had bad weather, and so they were there early in the morning. I mean, they are standing at the gates to get in when the sun is coming up. They are sleeping in their cars. Sun comes up. They call it running of the bulls. As soon as they let them in, they all run to get to 16. Why 16? To get the, because uh-huh. of the par 316, the amphitheater, to get the best seat in the house. I'm uh, going to okay. show you. This is not great radio, but I'm going to show Gio the video. <laughs> Of what the sixteenth looks like. So, okay? but what what, what so happened? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, you gotta just just take a so look at this bad boy. What's the issue with the beer on this tournament? So anyway, it was a full day. That's a nice view. We went from our broadcast was eight hours long, so people were there for 12, 13 hours. Who knows how long? Bottom line is they had consumed a lot, <laughs> and there were people that were not behaving properly, uh-huh. and the number of arrests. Oh boy! Ejections. Oh boy! Uh, plentiful, to say the least. You can take a look at this as far as the ejections and arrests and how they've gone up from year to wow. year. Wow! Six hundred fifty-three police call for services. Yeah. Fifty-four arrests. Just yeah. so you know, last year was eighteen. The year before was zero. Yeah. 
Ejections. 211. The year before was 102 and then 90 and then trespassing. Where are they trespassing? You get on the field? On I the, guess, the yeah, maybe going inside 73. And the year before was 41 and then 14. <laughs> it's definitely gotten worse. Or, or here's the flip side of it. There's more police to arrest more people. Maybe. One that's, of the two. That's always a good point. One of the two. But it, it's so funny because of, uh, it, it just... It's a, it's a it's the greatest scene, but P- the PGA Tour cannot tolerate that because they players were getting heckled, getting yeah, there, getting supposed mad. to be quiet and yeah. barely clap your hands. A little I mean, frosty. You know? yeah. All right, let's bring up one golf injury because this was noticed on the broadcast. Right, Charlie Hoffman was in a position to win, ended up going to sudden death playoff. Nick Taylor beats him with a couple of great birdies on two extra holes. But the bottom line is Charlie Hoffman's like forty eight years old. And came out of nowhere. He'd come back from herniated disc. I want to bring that up later on. But during the broadcast, people noticed that he had a scar on his forearm. And so he had to put it out. He had a serious batch of skin cancer last year that required a huge chunk of his forearm to be removed. Yeah. That's pretty dang serious, And Jim. If you look at the photo, it's actually pretty big. And it kind of looks like a... A scar from a surgery uh, in the for, to fix an arm, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you break it, it's, a, it's not one of those little. Oh, I got a little skin cancer on my nose, and then take it out. Right. It, it was it was a big whack. I'm not a dermatologist, right, by any means. Okay, but the sun causes cancer. You will have many people who, in their own mind, believe it does not. Okay, it does. Tanning beds cause cancer. The sun causes cancer. Now. You need to go out in the sun for a certain amount of time. It's mm-hmm. great for you. Get your little but vitamin there's D. A, there's a limit to everything. Like anything in life, you do it in moderation. So you want to wear sunscreen. Now, there's sunscreen with the zinc, right? It's just, it, it's, um, but it gives you that little purplish hint, tint and it's mm-hmm. thick and people don't like it. And then you have the oxybenzo or whatever all those chemicals is. And some people don't like that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But you know what you can do? You can wear a long sleeve. You can wear SPF clothing, long sleeve clothing, to, especially if you're going to go out and golf all day or you're going to go fishing all day, which are two things that we do here, protect your skin. Because even if you don't think that the sun causes skin cancer, mm-hmm. we all know people who go out in the sun look like an alligator. Yeah. Right? For a long, when you go for long periods of time. Yeah, so you don't want to look like an alligator. At least wear long clothing just for that fact. And later in life. Okay, right. you get, get wrinkles. Your wrinkles. You you look like somebody who smoked their ho- their whole life. The amount of wrinkles you get is like someone who smoked. You look like you're from Jersey, right? That's no, just a joke. <laughs> that was just a joke. So it, it's really important. I think you don't want to wear sunscreen. That's fine, but wear long sleeve clothing to to protect yourself. Um, you know, get tints on your car. Florida, uh, this they the our dermatologists say they get more skin cancer on the left side of the face because the driver's it. side when you drive. So you get tints on your car that pr- block ninety nine percent of UV rays. That helps. So, I mean, just be careful out there and pay attention to it. Yeah, because we're going to be going into the spring and summer. Spring break, spring break is right around the corner. I had a little skin cancer removed off of my shin bone, and it was pretty serious because it was up against the bone area. And so they had to do the double cut where they basically local anesthesia, they cut in there, and they go make sure. They check under the microscope. And then they go again, right. and they cut another layer out. And it's not a huge gaping hole or anything like that. We're talking no more than a half inch. But at the same time, be careful. Yeah. And look, I like to, like, I, you know, I go topless a lot, Gio. I don't know if you know this, mm. but I go topless Can't a lot. And so I got I to gotta make sure I take care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, look, I used to be able to get a tan. My brother. Now you just burn? Well, my, my mom's Mexican heritage. My brother has, like, his tan never went away. 
Mine, I can't even tan. I can't get a tan anymore. Yeah, on my legs. I don't understand what it is. I don't know. Did right, you ever? I, you don't. You don't look Mexican. I know. Does your brother look more Mexican? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, he does. Totally looks more Mexican. Yeah. It, it's so funny because yeah, I make Gio uncomfortable when I start talking about tanning my own legs. All right, listen, we have run out of time. He says. On that note, we are done. But yeah. The Mexican clan, some of them extremely dark, other ones just kind of, yeah. you know, mild. And you're half, right? Half yeah, yeah. What's the other half again? Menorcan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Ponce right. family and the Og. That's My right. dad, uh, his ancestors came from the Isle of Menorca huh. way back when. And you, you ever have... go back to Menorca? No, I need to. You probably have been there, and I have. Do you think you have family there? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was traced back to the Ponce family, traces back to 1077. Are you related to Ponce de Leon? Yeah, yeah. And the original was P O. You related? Yes, yes, yes. Are you royalty? Yeah, my my grandmother. You'll, you'll love these names, and we got to go. Iva, Marcella, Gertrude, and Almarie were the three Ponce sisters. I didn't know I was in royalty. Yeah, isn't that something? But you have plenty of heritage too, so you've got it as well. Listen, we are done. Hit us with a question if you want, 641-1010, and we'll try and get to it next week. Gio, if they want to listen to the podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, 1010XL. Don't forget, bariorthopedics.com. You can log on, see everything that Gio and his crew can take can do for you when it comes to sports injuries. Joe C., Dr. George Bari, we'll talk to you next Sunday. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.